A recent official visit by the UAE to the UK launched a new era in ties between the two countries. In just 50 years, the UK went from protectorate to a close friend and a strategic partner of the UAE. In this recorded mini-series, The UAE at 50, we examine how the links between businesses, governments and institutions have developed and grown over the period. I'm Leila Maghribi, and in this episode, we'll hear from Nick Cochrane Diet, director and chairman of the British Business Group, about the very long history of business relationships between the two nations. I joined BP in the late 80s, and BP was known as the child who became before the mother, because BP had been in the UAE since the 1930s, and the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company came into being in the early 70s. And um, one of my roles was to uh, travel around the region, which obviously I enjoyed very much. This is a, an exciting region. It was an exciting, and it still will be in the future, an exciting, uh, quickly evolving region. One of the other things that uh, I learned about BP was that they were very happy to share their technology and their methodology. And I, I believe that that was part of the reason that... Uh, Sheikh Zayed, who was a strong believer in partnerships and sharing, didn't nationalize BP in the 1970s, where many of the other countries in the region did nationalize uh, BP. And I believe that he thought, and his legacy continues today, the importance of working together and partnerships. And when both people, both teams, the partners all have skin in the game, of course, everybody's going to make sure that it's a win-win situation. Cochrane Diet saw the development of Abu Dhabi firsthand, as his own journey with the country began much earlier than his professional career. So my association with the UAE goes back to my godfather's time, Colonel Sir Hugh Bowsted, who was the political agent in the 1950s. And then my father was posted to Abu Dhabi in 1965. For a young boy of eight, of course, it was something like out of a boy's world annual. Got on a big plane in London, you flew to Rome, you filled up with petrol, you got on a plane back again, and then you went to Bahrain. You got off the big plane, you got onto a little plane, then you got into a Land Rover in Abu Dhabi Airport, which was just a strip of sand, basically. And you drove all the way up to a lane, which was several hours. And you'd see the camels as you went along, the gazelles sometimes, if you were lucky. And you ended up in a fort called Jahli. It was one big adventure as a young boy. When he returned years later, Cochrane Diet had the unique privilege of meeting, working for and learning from the UAE's founding father, Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan al-Nahyan. So I came back in uh, the mid-70s and uh, this was really meant to be an after-school gap year, and I'm still on that gap year many decades later, working for Sheikh Zayed as the line manager, because it was a, a, a stud farm breeding horses, Sheikh Zayed uh, knew everything about horses, most remarkable gentleman when it came to understanding nature. And of course, most of the people around him knew nothing about horses because very few people owned horses. And so... I had to report to him directly because nobody wanted to get in the way of his decisions or anything like that. So what he taught me was that, uh, I mean, he taught many, many things, but one of the most important things was to, to look at the good in everything. He was very calm about everything. He was, uh, as I say, full of charisma. 
If I was being, for example, negative about something, he would suggest I would look at the positive side. And his leadership was one of uh, example and not telling, which of course for a young teenager in my early 20s later, it was a great way of being taught. No, but no teenagers do not like to be told what to do. But having him show you how to do these things was much easier. Even then, Sheikh Zayed had a clear vision for the direction of his young country. What's fascinating about uh, one of the legacies, or many of the legacies of Sheikh Zayed, but one of them I'll refer to here, was his uh, concern about what we now call climate change. To him, it was the environment. And he was a natural environmentalist. And one of the things that he changed way back in the 1970s, in fact, in 1970, he started this, was that he decided that the flaring that was going on offshore was not acceptable for the environment. And so with the help of BP engineers, he created ADGAS, which is now called ADNOC LNG. So he was, he was stopping flaring, looking after the environment way back in the 1970s. And of course, today, you know, since then, Mazda began in 2006, and Lord Brown, who was CEO of BP at the time, was kindly invited to Emirates Palace, hosted by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, Crown Prince, and organized by uh, His Excellency Dr. Sultan of Jabba, now CEO of ADNOC and UAE Lead for Climate Change. So one of the biggest things that the hydrocarbon sector has been doing over these years is evolving away from the hydrocarbons to renewable energy. Throughout the years, Cochrane Diet has worked to maintain links with the UK. This is a very dynamic country that we live in. And so as a business group, we have to be dynamic and evolve and continuously think about what it is that our membership is looking for. And networking continues to be important, of course, but um, also having focus groups inviting uh, ministers, for example, from either UAE or UK, explaining what the latest processes, policies are that the countries have got going on, so that our members can get a head start and ensure that they are up to speed with what's going on. I think it's very important that we support British business and support in the various forms of support. So whether it's alerting British companies to new opportunities, uh, whether it's alerting Emirati companies to opportunities. It's, a, as I say, a two-way street. That's, you know, the opportunity side. And then sometimes there are challenges. And so having these UUBC, UAE-UK Business Council, um, for example, enables uh, companies to raise issues to say that there are barriers and then the... Joint Economic uh, Committee, which is both uh, ministers of economy from the UAE and UK, both UK and UAE governments, they sit down and they talk about, you know, how they can free up these barriers to enable more business. So it's about enabling, it's about encouraging, it's about raising awareness, particularly when it comes to the smaller SMEs who don't have, obviously, the pockets of some of the larger corporations. Um, but are equally keen. And uh, both the UK and the UAE understand the importance of having SMEs as the backbone to your economies. 
Cochrane Diet says the future opportunities for the UK and UAE to learn from each other and work together are boundless. So there are huge opportunities now in multiple areas relating to all forms of energy. And that includes, you know, the broader aspects of it, like digitalization, the use of algorithms, using fintech to finance some of this, using great British innovation, engineering. The country that has got the most Formula One headquarters in it is the United Kingdom. And that's because people believe in the R&D and engineering innovation that the United Kingdom has to offer. Education is also something that the UK is great at producing and again is on offer and it's a great opportunity for British firms coming into the UAE. And you've got things like Birmingham University already well down that road. The list is really never-ending for those who are wishing to take the opportunity and of course with Brexit and everything, now is a great opportunity and the UAE is very warm and welcoming for British firms. Thanks to Nick Cochran Diet. To hear more on the UAE at 50, subscribe to Recorded from The National on your favorite podcast app.